Exodus chapter 3, verse number 10. If you have your Bibles. Come now therefore, and I will send thee into Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? <coughs> Excuse me. And that I should bring them forth, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee when thou goest, when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and, and say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say unto me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Now understand there's no revelation to Jesus at this point. I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Now Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13. When Jesus came unto the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, and some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Simon Peter received a revelation of who Jesus is. I want to preach for a little while this morning and after I got ugly Facebook posts this week from, well I won't call Kristen's name publicly, about the length of my messages. I will do my best to keep it short for my wife's sweet cousin. I'm no relation today. A revelation of who he is. A revelation of who he is. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning that we know him. Aren't you glad you know him today? We thank you today that we know you, Lord. Give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Ladies and gentlemen, you can spend a lifetime looking for things to satisfy you. But I am going to say today that a fresh and real revelation of who Jesus is is the greatest thing that you will ever discover in your life. When the lights come on. And the realization that I know who Jesus is. 
He can't become your Savior until you know Him. He can't be your Redeemer. He can't do anything for you until you know Him. And I'm going to preach for a little bit today on a revelation of who Jesus is because this revelation that you and I have been given, this wonderful truth and real understanding, and there's a difference in saying, well, I believe in Jesus. Or I've heard of Jesus. Or I've accepted Jesus. And truly having a revelation. A moment in your life, a moment in your heart when you look in the Word of God and you realize that the Jehovah God that was speaking to Moses to go and lead the children of Israel out of the bondage of Egypt that speaks to him and only says, I am, is the same God that looks at Peter in the man Christ Jesus and says, Simon, whom do you say that I, the Son of Man, am? And he says to Jesus, you are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. That revelation, ladies and gentlemen, is the very foundation in which the church was founded. Because Jesus follows his, his dialogue with Peter and he says to him, upon this rock, upon this revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Isn't that an awesome revelation? I want to speak to you this morning because some of us that know Him, maybe we've been baptized in the name of Jesus, maybe we've been saved and sanctified and set free, and we're on our way to heaven, but we forget who He is. And what He was at the point of salvation is not who He is to us today because we began to live life on our own, and we have forgotten that it is the I am that really saved us. It is the I am that we became associated with and came in contact with and was baptized into His name. And it's the I am of the church that really keeps us and sustains us. Can I say to you today that if you feel uncertainty in your life, I want to challenge you to seek for a fresh revelation of who Jesus is. Because if you don't have a fresh revelation of who Jesus is, what do you mean, Pastor? I'm telling you that once in a while we need to go back to an altar and we need to pray back through until we get to a point of revelation of who Jesus really is in my life. It will change the reason that I talk, the reason that I walk, the reason I show up on Sunday morning. If there's uncertainty in our life and at the moment that we're called to prayer, it's kind of one of those, oh, I'm just trying my best to get by. i tell you what the problem is. It's not my brother nor my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of a fresh revelation of who Jesus is. He's the reason that I got up this morning. He's the reason that I carry on every day. He is my breath. He is my strength. He is my life. 
life. He is my salvation. He is my hope. Jesus is everything to me. And when you get the revelation that the I am of the Old Testament is everything that I'll ever need, it'll put, it'll put clapping in your hands. It'll put joy in your heart. It will restore and renew you. Oh, thank you, Lord, for revealing yourself afresh and new to us. Whatever it is that challenges you today, whatever it is that may have you stressed, or whatever it is that may be frustrating you, I I want you to know it sounds very, very simple when I preach this today, but it's still true. Whatever it is, it's nothing that a fresh revelation of Jesus Christ will not fix in your life. Whatever questions that you have, a revelation of Jesus Christ will answer your questions. Pastor, it's not that simple. My problems are are much, much greater. I got to take you back and tell you, Brother G.A. Mangan, he's passed on now, an elder of the faith. But I remember being at one of the Because of the Times meetings when he got up and he said, I'm going to tell you young preachers, and I'm going to tell you what I do when people come and say they want to meet with me and they got a problem and they got an issue in the church. Here's a man that built a church to, that, that today is one of the largest churches in Pentecost and his son, Brother Anthony Mangan, is carrying on the mantle and, and, and wonderful things are happening. But he said to us young preachers, he said, let me tell you what, I do, he said, when they come and they have marital problems and they need to meet with me in the office. He said, I tell them we're not going to counsel until we go to the prayer room and pray for an hour. He said, rarely do I ever counsel. He said, because when we get in the altar, get in the prayer room, and we pray for about an hour, and I lay hands on them, and they pray through. Before we leave the room, they're hugging one another, and they're just ready to get out of there and and going about their merry way. Because he said, when they get a hold of Jesus... And when they get a fresh and a new touch from Jesus, that everything in their life matters. I know this sounds real elementary today for some of us. And in the society that we live in, when we try to figure everything out and work everything out, and we try to detail all the the things in our life, I I still am going to tell you that we're never going to get to a point, ladies and gentlemen, in which that it's not Jesus that is the answer because to everything that, that that ails you, to every problem that you have, to every question that you have, Jesus is still the answer for the world today. In the Old Testament, God spoke to Moses and he said to, to, he, he spoke to Moses and he said, Moses, when you go before Pharaoh, To lead the people of God out, you tell them that I am sent you. Now that may have been strange to Pharaoh, but this is the story that that Moses is going to tell the people of God. I'm going to the taskmaster, to the leader, to the ruler that is holding you captive. I'm going to the evil power that is against you and I'm going to speak to him that I, and I'm going to tell him that God said, I am has sent me. Now we all may become a little 
misty-eyed when we go in the name of somebody in particular, but when God tells him to don't go in the name of a king, don't go in, the, but just tell them I am has sent me. Pharaoh may have never understood fully what that meant, but Israel would understand what that meant. And what Israel maybe did not know at that moment was that they would need to understand this so very clearly. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost today. At the Red Sea, he would need to be their bridge over troubled water. At the hand of the Egyptian army, he would need to be their conquering king. When they were hungry, he would need to be their manna in the wilderness. And when they were thirsty, he would be the rock that followed them. The great I am would be their pillars of cloud by day and fire by night. He would, it's the I am that was going to put shoes on their feet and clothes that never faded away. It was the I am. What is he saying to them? Oh, I know this sounds so elementary and I know that this is so basic and this is so simple for some of us today. But what the Lord really was saying is over the next 40 years after I deliver you, uh, I am going to be whatever you need. I am going to meet all of your needs. And I come this morning to tell you and what it is that I'm trying to say is the great I am declares still to this day that I am whatever you need. Whatever you need me to be, I will still be for you. I know you wanted a big revelation of, of, of you wanted me to go back to the original text and you wanted me to pull out something amazing for you this morning that you've never heard and, and, and it just wows you. But can I wow you this morning with a fresh revelation of Jesus? Because when you get a revelation of who it is that I serve and who it is that is in me, because greater is He that is in me. Oh, if we could get a revelation that the one that walks with us and talks with us and deals with us and lives within us is the same Jehovah that smote, that spoke in the beginning and everything that exists came into existence. The same God that spoke healing into your body when you were sick. The same God, the same I Am that spoke into your life, that spoke peace in your storm, that came on the scene when you needed Him. In just the nick of time, that same I am is the same God that still lives within you, still still works within you. It's still the power of the church. It's still the one we worship. It's still the one that we felt as he swept into this house a few moments ago in our worship. It's the same I am, and he's still the I am, and he's still working, and he still sees every need that you have. He's still the I am. You're here today with a physical need. The Lord says, I am your healer. If you have an emotional need today, 
The Lord says, I am your counselor. If you have a financial need today, he says, I am your banker. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. Don't fret with it. Don't get frustrated with it. A fresh revelation of Jesus will restore the joy back into your life. If you're tired and weary from the weight of the world, resting upon your shoulders and you feel like, Pastor, I, I just can't take any more. I am will be your strength. The great God Almighty declares to you today that I am everything that you will ever need. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. When my friends turned against me, I still got Jesus. I got trouble at work, I still have Jesus. I may be broke, but I still got Jesus. I may be weary, but I still got Jesus. I may have sickness in my body, but I still got Jesus. And that's all that matters. If we could get a revelation of what it really means to have him living on the inside. Oh, can I tell you for a little bit today, if you don't know him in the power of the Holy Ghost, if this Jesus I'm preaching to you about is not living with you and abiding in you and working in you, you need a revelation of him this morning. You need to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. You need a fresh revelation of Jesus in your life if it's been a long time since you prayed through to the point that he became real to you you need to pray through until he becomes real in your life it'll change the way you walk change the way you talk change the way you think it'll change who you want to hang out with it'll change everything about you because the great I am will change everything Oh, if we could get this revelation in our mind, our outlook would be different. The world would be different. But I get concerned sometimes that we, we esteem ourselves, our needs, our wants, our desires, our pleasure. We esteem all these things above the Lord. That's why we need a fresh revelation of Him. Because when we get a revelation of Him, we'll understand we are here. We are finite. That means we have limits. But He is infinite. That means He has no limits. So that means that wherever we are in life, God is always above it. He's always over it. That means when you are under the stress, God is over the stress. That means when you are under the weather, God's over the weather. That means when you are under the debt load, that means God is over the debt load. That means when you are under the pressure of it, that means God is over the pressure of it. If we could get an understanding of who it is that we serve and who it is that lives with us and who it is that talks with us, ladies and gentlemen, we would have a different mindset because when trouble comes, we'll say he's above it. He's on top of it. The great I am is still the I am. He's still all the Egyptian armies coming in, but I am is with us. Ah, oh, the pressure of life is coming down on us, but the I am is still above it all there's nothing that surprises him 
Your, your trouble doesn't surprise him. Your stress doesn't surprise him. Your situation doesn't surprise him because he already has been there and he has already conquered it and he has already been victorious over it and he already holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And if he has the keys to those things, the things that, that, that affect us in this life are small to him. Scripture says that he is Alpha and Omega. As a matter of fact, the word of the Lord came and, and was written in Scripture. And if I may, if I may just borrow, it, it didn't actually say he is Alpha and Omega, but God said, I am Alpha and Omega. All right, for those of you that wanted the big revelation. And if you've never been to Bible college and learned this in the first semester. Alpha is the first letter in the alphabet. And omega is the last letter in the alphabet. So therefore, in English... That means he is A to Z. That means he didn't skip anything. That means if it can be said, he's it. If it can be thought up, he's it. So when he says, I am Alpha and Omega, I am the beginning and the ending. You know what that means? That means before the pressure ever got on you, he was already over the pressure. And when the pressure is over, he's already beyond the pressure. And when you're going through it, he's already been there and he's already out the other side of it. And he's sitting back looking saying, how are you, you going to handle it? Because I said, I'll be with you through the fire and through the flood. I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but I'll be with you always, A to Z, through the whole thing, through the, through the whole situation. I'll be there with you. I'm walking with you. I'm there. I've never left you and I'm not stressed over it. Think of, think of him like this. Before you could ever think up the question, he already had the answer. Before you could find a new way to define your circumstance, he already had the resolution. Because he said, before time was I am Ooh. before there was ever before man ever invented a way to put time into existence he said sorry I already got that beat too because before there was time there was God and when time ends there will still be God and that kind of God is what lives in us. And that kind of God is what works through us. That's what you have on your side. A God that knows no limits. He has authority over everything in your life. He has authority over sickness. He has authority over disease. He is the Lord that heals you. He is the I am. If you're confused today, I want you to understand that he is not confused. John chapter 8 verse 12. 
the Lord spoke saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. In verse 13, the Message Bible says it like this. The Pharisees objected to his idea. And they said, well, but all we have to go on is your word. That's all we have. All we have is your word on this, and we need more than your word. They didn't understand that all they needed was the word. Because there is no higher authority than the Word of God. If the Word says it, that settles it. And that's still enough. A Word is all we need because the I Am of eternity is who spoke the world into existence. It is that same I Am that formed man. It is that same I Am that breathe the breath of life into you. It is that same I am that has been with you thus far and that has brought you to this day. It is that same I am. It is that same I am that looks at Simon and says, Who do you say that I am? And he says, Thou art. Christ, thou art the Messiah, thou art my Savior, you are the Son of the living God. He says flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. That means I can preach this all day long and you'll never really get it until you get into relationship with him. Because when you get into relationship with him, the question to Simon was not really, Simon, do you understand this? Do you really get this in a, in a real uh, collegiate level? Do you understand this in some scholarly role? Do you really understand it? He said, Simon, I got to know, do I have your heart yet? Simon, do I, have I gotten through to you yet that you really understand who I am? Do you really get this? And Simon said, yes, Lord, I understand very clearly who you are. There's a lot of people with a head knowledge of who he is. They can explain it away. They can even go to Scripture and talk about it. They can say they believe in him and believe on him. But until they really get it into their heart and understand who he is in their life, they will never truly be able. It comes by revelation of the Holy Ghost. When God really reveals himself to you in a fresh and a living way, that's how you're going to understand and that's when you're going to know. I've watched in the church, I've watched people that really know him, people that go through hard times, go through difficulties. I've seen men and women stand at coffins of loved ones as they have watched them depart from this life and stood by their bedside and there is a peace over them that cannot be explained and they show back up to the house of God 
God and somebody says how can they possibly do it I'll tell you how they, they went to an altar one day and they got a revelation of Jesus and they knew that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away but blessed be the name of the Lord they got a revelation one time and it was more than just a one time revelation but they kept going back and being reassured and reaffirmed of that revelation and they know what they they know that who their redeemer is and they know what he's able to do and they know on the worst day of their life that the I am is still working in their life no matter what you need today he is the I am you need a river in your desert he's the I am it's not too hard for God the scripture's full of I am's. The scripture says, here's all the ways that God defines himself in scripture. And these, these are, this is just the beginning. This is just scratches the surface of what the Lord says about himself. He said, I am a great king. I am alive forevermore. I am alpha and omega. I am for you. I am above. I am from above. I am God. I am God almighty. I am gracious. I am he I am he that comforteth you I am he that doth speak to you I am he that liveth and was dead I am he which surface which searcheth the reins and the heart I am holy I am in the midst of Israel he says I am married to you that's a great promise he said I am meek and lowly in the heart I am merciful I am the almighty God I am the bread of life I am the door I am the first and the last I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am the God of thy fathers. I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. I am the living bread. I am the Lord and there is none else. I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. I am the Lord that sanctifieth thee. I am the Lord that healeth. I am the Lord that maketh all things. I am the Lord that smiteth and I am the God of all flesh. I am the Lord thy God. I am the Lord thy God that divideth the sea. I am the God which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest, shouldest go. I am the Lord thy God which te teacheth thee to profit. I am the Lord which exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. I am the Lord which hallow thee, thee. I am the Lord your Holy One. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the root and the offspring of David. I am the Son of God. I am the true vine. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am their inheritance. I am thy exceeding great reward. I am thy part and thine inheritance. I am thy salvation. I am thy savior. I am thy shield. I am with thee. I am here to deliver thee. I am, I am a savior to thee. I am always with you. Oh, that's just a little preface of who he really is and how he explains, oh, I need more than that, pastor. No, all you need is the word of God. And if that didn't speak to you, nothing's going to ever speak. You just need to get in relationship. We need a revelation of who Jesus really is. He says, I am the Lord. Watch this, Revelation chapter 18, verse 2. Here's the issue. Somebody says, well, it's, I, I just can't wait till the Lord becomes my healer. You're missing the point. 
Because all through the scripture, he says, the scripture says, the Lord is, and there's a pause. That's all you really need. The Lord is, blank, what is he to you? You don't have to wait for him to become what you need. He already is what you need. He's not becoming. He's not a God that is, that is gently becoming. And he is eventually uh, morphing into what you need. He already is. I need this. He already is. Here's what David says. He says, I'll call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrow of death compassed me and the floods of the ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about and the snares of death prevented me. Watch, he says, in my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. And he heard. (laughs) My prayers didn't have to be translated. They didn't have to be sent off with a big gong. They didn't have to go to the priest for the priest to be able to then offer them up. He said, I cried, he heard. They don't even have to be transported by somebody else. When I cried, he heard. He said, he heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him even into his ears. Watch verse 7. Says how the Lord responded. Then the earth shook and trembled. <laughs> David said, I cried. He heard. The earth shook and trembled. It meant the earth got nervous when God heard. The foundations, also the hills moved and were shaken for the Lord was wroth. (laughs) When you have a revelation of the Lord, and when you speak the name of Jesus over whatever you have, I, I, I do believe that David was speaking metaphorically here. What he is saying, when I cried, the foundations of the earth shook. Because the Lord heard. He is, David was so sure that when he spoke to the Lord, that he was so sure that God heard and that God was going to respond, that he speaks metaphorically and he says, When I cried, he heard, he responded, and the earth got nervous because God was angry. Can I put it? Can I? Can I? Can I put it in more of a, a a modern way? That means when you are in stress, or you are in discouragement, or you are in need, when you cry out to the Lord, He hears you. Whatever you're crying out about, better get nervous, because it's about to get moved out of your life. The earth is about to shake because God has heard your prayer. God has already responded. God has already, it's already done. He is already about to move. Now watch what David said in verse 29. Because he was so sure God heard him. He was so pumped up about it, about the earth shaking and all these things. In verse 29, David starts saying, because I know all of these things, this is what happens to me. For by thee. I have ran through a troop, and by my God, I have leaped over a wall. 
What he is declaring is he is declaring, I get so excited over the fact of my revelation that I understand who he is. Listen, David's Old Testament, he only understood in part what you and I can understand in a more full way. And I'm not even under. I'm not even sure, brother Price. May you 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 may you may take me to the scripture and, and explain this to me in a more clear way. But I'm not even sure, brother Price, that we have a full, complete revelation of Jesus ourselves. Although we really, I think, until we meet Him face to face, we're never going to really know just exactly what it means to know Him. But when we see Him face to face, we're going to be in awe of the power that we neglected on this earth because of the power of God that is invested into us through the power of the Holy Ghost. I come today to tell you that whatever you need, God's got it, got more of it than you can imagine. And when you stand before Him, you're going to be in awe of how much power He really has. And to think that He focuses on our needs. The scripture said he knows what we have need of before we ever ask. Oh my Lord, i got to wrap this up and finish or I'm going to make somebody mad. Get more Facebook posts. He knows what we have need of before we ever ask. That means, well, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to pray about it. The Lord's just waiting for you to ask because he said you have not because you ask not. But he already knows what you need before you ask. But until you get to the point of being humble enough to ask, he says, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it to you. Oh, if we just understood the power of God that works in us. I could go to so many passages of Scripture and begin to talk about the the incredible power of God that works within us to know Him and to know the excellency of His power and of His greatness. If we could truly understand His grace and His mercy. When somebody says, Pastor, you don't know how far I've been. You don't know what I've done. You don't know how far I've gone. None of those things really are going to affect God. Because he looks at you and says, if you understood the power of my blood, if you understood the power of my grace, and when we get to heaven, I've heard Brother Price say it many, many times, I think we're going to be shocked when we get to heaven. I, I, I really think so, because some of us think they're unsavable, and the Lord's saying, are you saying my blood's not powerful enough? <laughs> You're saying my mercy is not great enough. You're saying my grace is not good enough. Oh, I come this morning to tell you that we're going to be in awe of him when we stand before him and see his excellency, his power, and his greatness. Oh, child of God, let me speak to you this morning. Say, no, God, let me preach to you and encourage you this morning to get a fresh revelation. If you are here today and you don't know him in the power of the Holy Ghost, you need to get to know him today. He He's still giving out the Holy Ghost. He's still making people new. He's still washing away sins in the water of baptism. He's still forgiving sin. He's still turning lives around. And if you don't know Him today, you need to get to know Him. Because there is a God in this house today that I've been preaching about. He is greater than 
than your sin problem. He's greater than your addiction. He's greater than whatever feel you feel like is holding you bound and captive. He is a God that can set you free. He is a God that can give you life and give you life more abundantly. He is a God that is ready and able to deliver you. Oh, stand to your feet with me this morning. John chapter 11 says it like this. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Oh, pastor, that was a long time ago. That thing's dead. That thing's gone. You just need a fresh revelation of the Lord. Because when you get a fresh revelation of the Lord, he will resurrect what has died in you. He will bring it back to life again. You don't have to wait for the end. Because he is already the resurrection now. He stands before Mary and Martha and they said, If you would have been here, our brother wouldn't have died. He stands at the tomb of Lazarus. He weeps with them, Brother Danny, because they're weeping. And he says, I'll weep with those that weep. Mourn with those that mourn. Grieve with those that are grieving. And in an angry test, they say to him, if you would have been here, our brother would have died. He said, ladies, you don't understand. I am the resurrection and I am the life. And their response, well, we understand that you can raise him from the dead in the end. We know that at judgment we know that there's going to be a great resurrection at the end. We understand what's going to happen at the end time. He said if you really knew me if you really understood who I am there's only one way that I can do this Lazarus come forth he spoke it and it came into existence because he could have never explained it to them if you don't know him this morning, I can preach this all day long. And you're going to say, I think I kind of get this. But until you get it for yourself, until he reveals it to you, until you really get it down in your spirit. Some of you this morning need to pray through all over again. And when you do, I'll quit preaching about it because you're going to say, wow, I got that. That thing was revived in me. I got a revelation again. I got renewed and restored again. Whomever you are in this room that I've been preaching to this morning, God's wanting to reveal himself to you today. God is wanting to restore himself all over the room. Why don't you just pray with me right now? In the name of the Lord, saint of God, child of God, talk to the Lord this morning. If you don't know how to talk to him, you need to come up here this morning to the front of this room. And you need to give your heart to the Lord today afresh and anew. You need to turn it over to him again today. If you know him, but you need a fresh revelation. I open these altars to you this morning. These altars are open today. Why don't you bring somebody with you? Take somebody by the hand. Don't walk by yourself. Bring somebody with you to the altar today. Say, come on, let's go down to the front today. We're going to go get a fresh revelation of Jesus today. We're going to be restored and renewed in Jesus' name today. Come on, everybody's welcome. Let's press in tight here this morning. Make room for everybody.
for a little bit today. Let him know, God, this is what I'm asking you for. If somebody's standing next to you, why don't you just pray with them? Reach over, take them by the hand, lay a hand on them and pray with them this morning. Let's feel freedom in the house this morning. Let's feel, feel liberty in the house today.